Welcome to twoquestions.tv. My guest today is Laura Alexu, and we're talking about mastering the self. Twoquestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancini-Mo. Joining me today is Lara Alexio, who has been helping people transform their lives through the Eastern healing arts since 2003. She owns Steamtown Yoga, teaches wellness and abundance workshops nationwide, and coaches other studio owners to create thriving businesses. She's also the author of this book, Become the Architect of Your Body, Mind, and Soul. Hi, Lara. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you, Susan. I'm enjoying your background. I love your background. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make it, you know, sort of interesting, but not, not too, not too distracting. I'm, act- I'm actually in my home. This is it's my home. beautiful. I want a brick wall like that. <laughs> I have a great fireplace like that, but I can't sit in front. It's not the same. All right. Well, back to the interview. <laughs> I, I loved your book because I found so many moments of teaching in it. And, and I loved the one about saying yes, because I'd never really put it into words for myself, but yes, saying yes removes resistance and transforms stressful experiences. So for our audience members who have not yet read the book and are perhaps waiting for it to arrive in their doorstep, could you explain a little bit about why it's true that saying yes removes resistance? Yes. Well, there we go. We'll start with the yes. Yes. What happens is so often we don't even realize, like we kind of know it because we've heard it before and it's not a new idea that we often bring the resistance to a situation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a lot of situations in life, like I'm really always trying to remind my students in class and myself as well, that life happens one day at a time. It's Mm -hmm. all the little things. It's not moving from one big thing to another big thing to another big thing. It's the little decisions that we make on a daily basis that put our lives together. And within that day-to-day, either create a lot of difficulties or create ease. And uh, we bring a lot of the difficulty by bringing that resistance. And that resistance forms with a no. No, I don't want that. No, I don't like that. No, I can't do that. No, it's not my preference. No, 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 no. And we might think that we're very justified in the no, but often we can say yes. That's often not true. Often we can say, we can say yes. There's usually a yes in there somewhere with family, especially even in work situations. How is there a way to say yes to open a door, you know, to open a door, to open a conversation from there that you don't have to say yes to everything, but a no immediately just shuts everything down. And often we find that people aren't asking anything that great, that demanding. Now, I know there are always situations that are, but if you're getting asked a situation like that, you're not getting blindsided by that. Like that big question that we might see as a big question is actually a culmination of a lot of things that you probably saw coming and a lot of things that happened up to that time. So how can we just say yes in our day-to-day to make things easier and to start opening that door? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I noticed after I read that part in your book, I sort of paid attention to the rest of my day and I realized that things that I was likely to say no to were really to convenience me to be, to, to things that I just was a little lazy about. 
And so when I started saying yes, I realized I was a little more active. I was moving more and it was really more like, oh, I don't really want to do that because I don't want to get up or, oh, I don't want to do that because it requires effort for me. And I realized like I was just holding back that part of myself from other people. And that seemed dumb. Yes. So and people are just <laughs> asking for permission. Like yeah. sometimes they're asking for a yes for something and they're willing to go do it. And we immediately right. think, oh, if I say yes, we, I, I think this, I'm sure not the only one, I think, what am I getting myself into? Yes. So I'll just say, because <laughs> I don't want to even, I don't want to even get into that. But what I'm thinking that yes means and what they're thinking that yes means are two are two different things and it can bring such joy and it can really allow that person to go, oh, great, because here are all the ideas. Here's the work I already did. Here's the secret day I already planned. It's going to be so fun. You know, they've already done a lot of that work when we think, yeah. what does this mean for me? (laughs) You know, it eases those relationships and you do then start to realize, wow, like this is actually, this is actually fun. I'm actually having fun. You start to approach a situation from, from that ease and really from that other person's happiness, which is really reflective then to us and our situation, how we're feeling and how we approach the situation. It's interesting. I also think that there are times when and, and I was noticing in your book that you talked about things like when a family member asked, do you want ice cream? And you might be inclined to say, no, I'm on a diet or no, I'm doing this thing, you know, or I'm not eating dairy right now or whatever. And if you, I mean, there are times when you have to say no, like allergies, obviously, but, right. but sometimes I, I saw, I read that and I thought, oh, that could be a little bit of a power struggle going on that if you, and, and if you let go of that, the power struggle goes away. Yeah. I'll tell you if I can, a quick story about that, that that I I didn't put in the book. This came from uh, one of, one of my teachers, one of my meditation Mm -hmm. teachers and sort of then from his teacher spent a lot of time um, in monasteries. Um, I believe in, in China Mm -hmm. is where he was. And he was talking to some of the monks, interviewing the monks. And the very natural question is, are you a vegetarian? It came Uh, up and the mm -hmm. monk said, yes, I am mostly a vegetarian. And that seemed like an odd question. It really seemed like a yes or no. It does. A monk who's dedicated his life to these particular practices. And the monk said, well, this is the situation. He says, I'm a vegetarian, except once a year, I return to my home village and I visit my mother. And inevitably, my mother makes me beef stew. And he says it would do more harm to her mm. and to their relationship to say, mom, I can't eat this beef stew. I'm a mug. I'm vegetarian. I tell you this every year. He's like, why am I going to get into that? I go home one year and I eat it and whatever's in it, it doesn't matter. It's mm. better to keep the relationship. And then when I come back for the rest of the year, I'm a vegetarian, but I have to look at as a monk, you know, what's going to do the least amount of harm. And I felt yes. like wow, if he can make that decision and he's living on a mountain and he's dedicated <laughs> his life and he's been there for how, however long, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Like clearly when I get together with my mother, my mother-in-law or whoever else, I can, I can say yes to something assuming that you know, my throat's not gonna swell up and it's gonna yes. be a big problem. And yeah. there are, like you said, there are things, but otherwise, like, isn't there a way that we can, that we can let go of that and think, what, what kind of control am I holding on to? Does it really matter? And does it, does it add to the situation or does it detract? You know, is, is it going to add to the day or is it going to detract? And when we look back on our lives, it's the yeses 
that we look back on and we're, and we're glad we did, even if we're like, oh, man, do you remember that disaster? Well, it makes a good story, right? It mm-hmm. makes a better story at the end of our day and at the end of our lives than, well, you know, I really never said yes to anything. So I, I, I don't have any of those stories. Yeah. It's, it's enlightening, really. I mean, and, and I don't want to belabor the point, but, but I do think it's also a setting aside of the ego. Because sometimes when we say no, again, it's a wish to be seen. I'm saying no because I want you to see me. I want you to respect me. I want you to, like, like the vegetarian story. Yes. When I was in college, I, I was a vegetarian. I went vegan for a while and couldn't do it. So, but, but I was a vegetarian. I've been all forms of vegetarian, ovo lacto, pescatarian, everything, the gamut. But, but I remember coming home and saying, I'm vegetarian now, mom. And she didn't know what to do with that. It was before it was Mm -hmm. white. You know, it's really, you know, a long time ago. So, um, I remember she didn't really know what that meant. She didn't know what to do with it, but I just wanted her to see that. I wanted her to see me and, and respect that about me and, and, you know, it's a, it's an ego thing. And so it I is. think you can mm-hmm. set that aside. Um, I feel like honestly, you and I could do about 10 different interviews because this book has, it's a, it's a short book, but it has such wisdom in it. There was something else in the book that I resonated with. There were many things, but one of the other things you said, you said the most toxic substances can become the strongest sources of energy when used correctly. And you said a weakness is only a weakness when it masters us instead of us mastering it. And you used stubborn versus determined as an example. And I wonder how much of using weaknesses as strengths is kind of this like a perspective shift. And how do we accomplish that transformation to mastering those weaknesses? Oh, wow. That, that is such a great question. And I love hearing you quote that book back to me. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for that too. <laughs> So another another situation or or um, emotion perhaps I'll I'll share is anxiety. I hear it from mm-hmm. a lot of students. I myself would tell you that I I do have I do have a lot of anxiety, and I talk about that in the book. And that's something that if we let that really take hold, we'll never get out and and do anything. So that's right. something that really became important me to how, how can I turn this around? How can I use it to, to get me moving? So as far as people starting to more practically find those things, I think part of it is, is finding the triggers, you know, finding what it is that, that brings up, we'll use that word resistance again, you know, what is it that doesn't make you say yes to the day and jump up? What finding, what are those things that make you contract and, say no and and maybe maybe sweaty palms maybe heartbeats maybe accelerating or maybe just bringing things to a stop sometimes there are things in our life that just bring us to a stop and we have to look at that and say okay like what's what's happening here you know and mm-hmm. it's it's no longer a strength when we're stagnating mm-hmm. because of that and first recognize that and then emotions and even even chemically in the brain, you know, it's like going on a roller coaster and people who love roller coasters are going to love it and they're going to scream, it's going to be fun and they get filled with endorphins and the people who hate it go on that same exact ride, have that same exact timing and experience of the ups and downs and loop-de-loops and their system is drenched with all these awful toxic chemicals. Yeah. So it's, it's that perspective of having that same thing and saying, okay, how can I turn this around? You know, it's fuel either way. Like if you have gunpowder, are you going to make bullets? 
and shoot people. I'm sorry for that extreme example. Or are you going to make fireworks? Mm -hmm. It's the same substance. And how, how can you start to move it around? So I think it's feeling it in your body. It's willing to just sit with those feelings and say, okay, I, I don't like this. This is making me uncomfortable. Maybe it's making me anxious. Maybe my, maybe even physical things. Okay. I, I recognize as I do this, my, my throat's tightening. I don't want to have this conversation. Notice those things, you know, really sit with that and root yourself down. I'm a big fan of like physically standing on two feet, you know, really rooting yourself down when you feel that happening and allowing that feeling to transform, owning that feeling. And once you own it, then you have more power to start to transform it. And it does take time. It's not like just one time you'll be like, oh yes, I get it. But sometimes when we feel those those feelings, those resistance, we really want to just shove it under the table. We don't yeah. like those feelings. They're uncomfortable. So we say, okay, you know what? I'm not ever going to put myself in a situation that, that does that to me. I don't ever want to face that. We kind of scoop it under the rug a little bit. And I really think the first part is just, you know, opening it right up and saying, yeah. okay, okay, this, this is it. You know, there's a little bit of enough is enough and let's look at this head on. And if I own it and I really feel that in my body, because that's, you know, we run those emotions through our system, they manifest yeah. in that way. Like I, then, then we can start, then we can start to transform them. It's really like looking anything just right in the eye, seeing the truth of it, but then knowing that the truth is, is the perspective. And when you look at something also, you, you know, turn that, turn that look around a little bit and start to find a new, a new way. But if we, if we don't look right at it, we're never going to have that control. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Like I said, I feel like we could have 10 different interviews just about this book. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Would you like to join me for the after show? I would love to. I would love to. How fun. Awesome. How okay. casual. The after show. Yes, the casual fun after show. All right, viewers, if you would like to join us for the after show, come with us. We're going over to twoquestions.tv. That's our URL. It's the only place you can find the after show. So you have to go over there. Come with us. We'll see you over there. And in the meantime, here is the book. We're going to have links down below so you can get your copy on Amazon. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.